This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Friday, June 10th, 2022. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Salvadorian woman jailed for abortion warns the U.S. of a total ban. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Rebecca Law will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a rainy 73 degrees. And now on to our top story. Donald Trump was told over and over again there was no voting fraud that could have tipped the 2020 presidential election. But in the eight weeks after losing to Joe Biden, the defeated president relentlessly pushed his false claims of a rigged 2020 election. When that failed, he called the mob to the Capitol on January 6th. The House panel investigating the attack is expected to flesh out Trump's scheme to overturn Biden's victory when its hearings resume Monday. Biden called the attack, quote, one of the darkest chapters in our nation's history, unquote. The Biden administration is lifting its requirement that international air travelers to the U.S. take a COVID-19 test within a day before boarding their flights. The move eases one of the last remaining government mandates meant to contain the spread of the coronavirus. A senior administration official says the mandate expires Sunday. The official says the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has determined the mandate is no longer necessary. The official said today the CDC will reevaluate the need for the testing requirement every 90 days and it could be reinstated if a troubling new variant emerges. Airline and tourism groups had been pressing the administration to eliminate the testing requirement. Next week brings a marathon of hearings as the U.S. decides whether to open COVID-19 vaccinations to kids under five. On Wednesday, both Moderna and Pfizer will argue their case. Each company aims to offer a different dose and number of shots. If the Food and Drug Administration authorizes one or both type of shot, there's still another question. Should all tots get vaccinated or just at high risks? Kids under five are the only group not yet eligible for COVID-19 vaccination in the United States. If all the steps fall into place, the shots should be available later this month. The marine shipping industry is facing new regulations to address carbon pollution and documents show the industry is fighting back. Its trade groups have been seeking exemptions for pollution emitted during voyages on rough seas. These exemptions would have applied almost a third of the time on the Atlantic Ocean, leaving much of their emissions unaccounted for. Now the International Maritime Organization has rejected that effort. Cargo ship owners argued that rougher seas mean more fuel burned, and it's unfair to treat similar ships traveling on different oceans differently. The international regulatory fray comes as President Joe Biden pushes for net zero emissions from shipping by 2050, instead of the current target of halving emissions. El Salvador has one of the world's strictest abortion laws, banning the procedure in all circumstances including cases of rape, incest, fetal malformation, and risk to a pregnant woman's life. 
the country is particularly set apart by its aggressive prosecutions. Often women who merely miscarry are accused of killing their fetuses and locked up for years or even decades for murder. Overwhelmingly, Overwhelmingly, women who suffer the fate are young, poor, and live in rural areas. Abortion rights activists say El Salvador should be taken as a cautionary tale for what could happen in the United States if the Supreme Court overturns the constitutional right to abortion. Coming up, six-month anniversary of Kentucky tornadoes. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. And now the sound you've all been waiting for. The one, the only, WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Authorities say a West Virginia man accused of fatally shooting three co-workers at a Western Maryland machine shop remains under police guard at a hospital. But a Maryland state trooper injured in a shootout with a shooting suspect has been treated and released. Police say the 25-year Maryland state police veteran was shot when the fleeing suspect fired at troopers who tracked him down. Police say at least one trooper returned fire, striking the suspect. Police say charges are pending consultation with the state's attorney's office. The Washington County Sheriff says three men were found dead at Columbia Machine and a fourth was critically injured. He says the victims and suspect were all employees. The American Athletic Conference has reached an agreement with Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF that paves way for the schools to join the Big 12 in 2023. The three schools announced in September they had accepted invitations to the Big 12, which is losing Texas and Oklahoma to the Southeastern Conference in 2025. Along with the addition of BYU in 2023, the Big 12 is set to be a 14-team conference for two years. The new look AAC is also preparing to have 14 teams in 2023. Six schools from Conference USA have accepted invitations to join. A new West Virginia law going into effect prevents patients from getting abortions because they believe their child will be born with a disability. The ban was signed by Republican Governor Jim Justice in March. It provides exceptions in the case of a medical emergency or in cases where a fetus is, quote, non-medically viable, unquote. It was one of the more controversial bills passed during the 2022 legislative session. Its supporters said it would help protect people with disabilities. 
Others say the proposal was just another tool to further limit abortion in West Virginia, which is currently barred after 20 weeks. Ford Motor Company has awarded a volunteer fire department more than $40,000 that was raised from the sale of timber harvested at the future site of twin electric vehicle battery plants in Kentucky. The donation to the Glendale Volunteer Fire Department totaled $41,589. That increases the department's annual average budget of $80,000 by more than 50%. Part of the donation has been used to purchase an all-terrain vehicle to help the department fight remote fires. The donation also will be used to maintain equipment and help the department update firefighting gear. Governor Andy Bashir will be in western Kentucky to mark another milestone in recovery efforts since tornadoes tore through the region six months ago, killing 81 people in the state. The governor is in Mayfield today to celebrate the first fully constructed new home since the town took a direct hit from a tornado last December. Bashir tweeted today that the six-month anniversary is a, quote, time of reflection and hope, unquote. The governor recapped the massive recovery efforts yesterday. He says the federal, state, and Red Cross assistance efforts have surpassed an estimated $193 million. Coming up next, 46 frat members at the University of New Hampshire accused of student hazing. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is... Join an after-school program? Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Bucks County, a suburb near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, has an ample supply of swing voters. They've sent Republicans and Democrats to Congress. Today, the Associated Press interviewed dozens of residents of both political parties about the primetime hearing yesterday by the House panel investigating the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. One Bucks County resident said the hearing reminded him of the 1973 Watergate hearings. Another said it reminded her of the Iran control affair during the Reagan administration. Others said the hearing showed then-President Donald Trump instigated the riot by summoning supporters to Washington as part of his effort to overturn his 2020 election defeat. The Washington Post has fired reporter Felicia Somnes, who has a triggered a vigorous online debate this past week over social media policy and public treatment of colleagues. In a copy of a termination letter published on Mediate, 
Sanchez was accused of insubordination and violating the post standards on workplace collegiality and inclusivity. The outspoken political writer sued the Post last year for saying she could not cover issues involving sexual assault because she had been outspoken about her own experiences. The current episode began when Somnes pointed out a since-suspended colleague's tw- retweet of an offensive joke saying, quote, Fantastic to work at a news outlet where retweets like this are allowed, unquote. State inspectors say a troubled Iowa Center for People with Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities failed to monitor the fluid intake of a 30-year-old resident who died in February due to dehydration. The Iowa Department of Inspections and Appeals has fined the Glenwood Resource Center $10,000 after inspectors found the city staff, excuse me, the center staff failed to ensure that the man received about 100 ounces of fluids every day ordered by his doctor after he was hospitalized in November for dehydration. The Glenwood Center today referred questions about the man's death to the Iowa Department of Human Services, which did not immediately answer questions on whether any center staff faced discipline, termination, or criminal investigation related to the death. A U.S. government panel has has renamed a Yellowstone National Park mountain that had been named for a military officer who helped lead a massacre of Native Americans. The National Park Service announced yesterday that Mount Doan will now be called First Peoples Mountain after the unanimous vote by the U.S. Board on Geographic Names. The 10,551-foot peak in southeastern Yellowstone in Wyoming have been named for U.S. Army Lieutenant Gustavus Doan who, in 1870, helped lead an attack on a band of Pekin Blackfeet in northern Montana. The Maria's Massacre killed at least 173 American Indians. Buchanan Nation Chief Stan Greer calls the name change, quote, long overdue, unquote. Police have issued arrest warrants charging 46 fraternity members at the University of New Hampshire with student hazing stemming from an event in April. Durham police say the allegations are directed at members of the Sigma Alpha Epsilon Fraternity's New Hampshire Beta Chapter. Police said they investigated the allegations involving new members of the fraternity at the SAE Chapter House on April 13th. Police said they found probable cause that hazing had occurred. The warrants were issued June 7th. Student hazing is a misdemeanor. A UNH spokesperson said today the school was made aware of the incident by the fraternity's national headquarters and immediately notified the local police. UNH will be initiating a formal contact process. Coming up next, your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. dragging. I think I'm going to try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. (laughs) Available everywhere WMUL FM's energy may be heard. 
Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. A Texas judge has temporarily blocked the state from investigating families of transgender children who have received gender-confirming care. The judge today issued a temporary restraining order halting the state's investigations of three families who sued. The order also prevents the state from opening any similar investigations against members of the LGBTQ advocacy group PFLAG, Incorporated. The ruling comes about a month after the Texas Supreme Court allowed the state to investigate parents of the transgender youth for child abuse while blocking the investigation of one family that had sued. The Dutch government has unveiled goals to drastically reduce emissions of nitrogen oxides to protect the environment. The plan will lead to major upheavals in the Netherlands' multi-billion dollar agricultural industry and has already angered some farmers. The government today mandated reductions in emissions in coming years of up to 70% in many places close to protected nature areas and as high as 95% in other places. It called the move, quote, unavoidable, unquote, and earmarked an $25.6 billion to finance changes that will likely require many farmers to reduce their livestock or get rid of them altogether. An organization that represents 35,000 farmers called the goals, quote, unrealistic, unquote. U.S. Interior Secretary Deb Holland has rolled out guidelines for a new youth service program meant to create job opportunities for Native Americans while boosting their cultural connections to nature through conservation projects on tribal and public land. The Indian Youth Service Corps is the latest addition to the Biden administration's plans for building a 21st century version of the New Deal-era Civilian Conservation Corps. Projects will range from clearing brush to reduce wildfire threats to preserving historic sites. Holland said today that it's time for indigenous youth to have a seat at the table. Nearly $10 million in federal and private funding is being invested in the effort. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz says Serbia and Kosovo must recognize each other in order to join the European Union. The German leader, who was on a trip today to the Western Balkans, expressed support for quicker integration of those nations into the European Union amid the war in Ukraine. Scholz also pressed Serbia to join Western sanctions against Russia. Serbia is formally a candidate for EU membership, but it has maintained friendly ties with Russia despite the war. Russia has backed Serbia's efforts to retain a claim on Kosovo, a former province that declared independence in 2008. Serbia's leader today angrily declared, quote, this was the first time, unquote, Serbia had heard that recognition of Kosovo was a condition to join the EU. Republican Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin hosted a series of events this week marking Pride Month. The decision generated some bipartisan surprise in Richmond, given the conservative governor's position on a range of LGBTQ issues. He's previously indicated that he does not personally support gay marriage, but called it, quote, 
legally acceptable, unquote. A Wednesday evening reception at the Capitol astonished and angered many LGBTQ advocates who called the festivities hypocritical and chose not to attend. But Youngkin supporters held up the event as an example of the governor living up to a central campaign promise to serve as a unifier who cares for all of his constituents. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and and we'll be back with updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently, it is a rainy 73 degrees. Today, the high is 77 and the low is 59. This morning was partly sunny and slightly windy, but in the afternoon, the rain clouds started creeping in. This evening calls for steady rain continuing overnight with light winds, all of this bringing down the temperature. Tomorrow, the high will be 82 and the low will be 64. The overnight rain from today will clear early tomorrow morning. However, the clouds will remain. Late tomorrow evening, the clouds will partially clear. On Sunday, the high will be 89 and the low will be 71 degrees. The same clouds and slight wind will happen in the afternoon. However, tomorrow evening, scattered thunderstorms will begin and increase overnight. Today in weather history, in 2008, storms firing along the sea breeze produced areas of severe damaging winds near Malone, Florida. In Malone, a 63-mile-per-hour wind gust was reported, downing several trees and power lines. Thanks to weather.com and weather.gov for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a rainy 73 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. A Ukrainian presidential advisor says up to 200 Ukrainian soldiers are dying every day in the war with Russia. Mikhail Podolak told the BBC that only more and more advanced Western weaponry will reduce the casualties, turn back the Russian offensive, and force Moscow to negotiating table. After failing to overrun Ukraine's capital, Russia has made plotting progress in the country's east. A provincial governor reported today that Russian and Ukrainian forces were fighting, quote, for government, excuse me, for every house and every street, unquote, in a key city. Meanwhile, the British government said Russia must take responsibility for the, quote, sham trial, unquote, of two Britons and a Moroccan who were sentenced to death for fighting against Russia and Ukraine. As Russia's invasion of Ukraine grinds into its fourth month, 
Officials in Kyiv have expressed fears that the specter of war fatigue could erode the West resolve to help the country push back Moscow's aggression. The U.S. and its allies have given billions of dollars in weaponry to Ukraine. Europe has taken in millions of people displaced by the war. And there has been unprecedented unity in post-World War II Europe in opposing sanctions on President Vladimir Putin and his country. But as the shock of the February 24th invasion subsides, analysts say the Kremlin could exploit a drag-out, entrenched conflict, and possible waning interest by the West that might lead to pressuring Ukraine into a settlement. Two British citizens and a Moroccan have been sentenced to death by pro-Moscow rebels in eastern Ukraine for fighting on Ukraine's side. The three men fought alongside Ukrainian troops and surrendered to Russian forces weeks ago. According to self-proclaimed Donetsk, People's Republic found them guilty of taking action toward a violent overthrow of power, an offense punishable by death and the unrecognized republic. Russia's state news agency, RIA Novitstil, reported that the three, Aidan Aslan, Sean Pinner, and Braham Saudon, are set to face a firing squad. They have a month to appeal. At the same time, Russian President Vladimir Putin compared himself to Peter the Great and spoke of his country's need to take back territory and defend itself. Coming up next, unidentified, unidentified aerial phenomena. Stay tuned. The adventure of a lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu slash WMUL or find us in communications building room 204. Please help us prevent the robot uprising. Vesmeyer, no. Bazookas to the back of the net. And he ties the game for the herd. Call him Bazooka, cause that was a rocket by Bazookas. She's going to lift this one high and deep, way back into left field. That was by the light pole. Look up and say goodbye. Allie Harrell with her 10th career home run. She has now tied the Marshall freshman record for most home runs to start a career. Under 25 now, over to Williams from three, and he knocks it down. Jansen Williams puts the herd on top. 70 to 69, 19 seconds left in the contest. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. 
And finally today on News Center 88, NASA is launching a study of UFOs as part of the new push toward high-risk, high-impact science. The space agency announced yesterday that it's setting up an independent team to see how much information is publicly available on UFOs and how much more is needed. The experts will also consider how best to use all this information in the future. NASA considers this a first step in trying to explain mysterious sightings in the sky known as UAPs, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. This study will last nine months, it will be entirely open, and no classified military data will be used. GEICO may have to pay $5.2 million to a woman who says she contracted a disease during sex in a car with a man insured by the company. A Missouri Court of Appeals panel Tuesday upheld the award to a woman identified in court records as M.O. She alleged a man she was in a relationship with did not tell her they had sex in his did not tell her before they had sex in his car that he had HPV, the human papillomavirus. The Maryland-based insurance company argued in its appeal that it had not been given due process, and the arbitration agreement was unenforceable. GEICO has filed a separate federal lawsuit contending the man's insurance policy doesn't cover the claim. It's now legal to cultivate and possess marijuana in Thailand, but the country still discourages smoking pot and getting high. Processed products containing more than a tiny amount of THC, the chemical that makes people high, are still legal. The government also is warning those eager to light up for fun that smoking in public could be considered a nuisance subject to jail time and fines. Thailand mainly wants to make a splash in the market for medical marijuana. It already has a well-developed medical tourism industry and its tropical climate is ideal for growing marijuana. The country's public health minister plans today to begin distributing one million marijuana seedlings for cultivation. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in next week at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Michaela Wheeler, Rebecca Law, Zane Townsend, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm David Atkins, and your thought of the day is never deprive someone of hope. It might be all they have. H. Jackson Brown, Jr. Your home for award-winning coverage of Marshall Athletics is right here on WMUL-FM Huntington, WFGH-FM Fort Gay, and WTHM-LP Ravenswood, West Virginia. What's going on? What's going on? What should I do with my life? What's going on? What do I do with my weekends? What's going on? How am I going to spend my Friday? What's going on? What should I do this weekend? What's going on? It's spring break and I don't have any plans. What's going on? Do you find yourself ravaged with these questions? Do you have no clue what activities and events there are to do in your area? Well, you're in luck. WMUL 88.1 FM has your solution. It's time to find the answer to that age-old question. What's going on? And here's the new Center 88 team with What's Going On. I'm David Atkins, and here's the goings-on of Huntington's old central city, the antique capital of West Virginia, during this month of June. 
Today, June 10th, marks the first day of Old Central City Days. Sponsored by the Old Central City Association, the event features antiques, art, crafts, food, and music. At 6 p.m., there will be events featuring Adam Booth and Maggie and the Farm Cats, with tonight's festivities ending around 8 p.m. Old Central City Days will run tomorrow, June 11th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Live Music Saturday will feature Stony Point String Band, Ali Fletcher, the Lincoln County Cloggers, and Building Rockets. The festivities for Old Central City Days, Sunday, June 12th, will run from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Live music will begin at 11 a.m. with the Huntington Blues Society, Maggie and the Farm Cats, Ray Hensley, and Jim Snyder and Eve Markham Atkinson. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and here's the goings-on of Huntington. The Huntington Area Regional Theater, also known as Heart, are performing two musicals this month at the Ritter Park Amphitheater. Hart will be performing Into the Woods at 6.30 p.m. tonight, Friday, June 10th, tomorrow, Saturday, June 11th, Sunday, June 12th, Thursday, June 16th, and Friday, June 17th. Hart will be performing Disney Descendants the Musical at 6.30 p.m. Saturday, June 18th, Sunday, June 19th, Thursday, June 23rd, Friday, June 24th, Saturday, June 25th, Sunday, June 26th, and Thursday, June 30th. Saturday, June 11th, local photographer Justin Murphy with Out of the Attic Photography will be running a Pride photo booth from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Saturday, June 11th, the Good Time Mountain Men will be at Jean Carlo Stevenson Auditorium in Huntington. The show will feature Appalachian artists sharing their renditions of Dolly Parton songs. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm David Atkins. And here's what's going on this June at The Loud. Tonight, you can catch The Wearing Hands, The Sunbeamers, and Lumpy Nahar at The Loud starting at 10 p.m. The Good Time Mountain Men will have their after party at The Loud Saturday, June 11th, starting at 10 p.m.